are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball! What's happening? Welcome to the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, your episode for Thursday, August the 13th, and a deep dive into all the lottery numbers that you didn't know that you need to know. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today, hey, I've seen you guys talking about the Pistons getting screwed over in the lottery, and we are one week away from August 20th, which will be Thursday night next week. The draft lottery is coming up. The Pistons have the fifth highest odds. So I decided to take a look at the numbers, got the spreadsheets out, and I enlisted the first ever, this is right, a monumental appearance here by Brother Brian. It's not his first time ever being on. You've heard him before. But this is the first deep dive with Brian, kind of a semi-regular or maybe occasional segment. If there's something that you want to throw his way to deep dive on, let me know. We'll come up for some topics for him to really sink his teeth into and to give us the, the nerdery that we're looking for. You know that I've done this before on my own. But, uh, yeah, good to have uh, – contributor, show coordinator, so to speak, Brian, come on and help us out with that. So we go deep into the draft lottery's history. This one coming up next week will be number 36 all-time of the NBA draft lottery. Fortunately, the Pistons have not been in the lottery all that much, especially the first 20 years or so of the exercise, but since then, fallen on hard times and a little bit of a, a long shot. Lottery odds at times have never come through. The Pistons have never moved up in the draft since the lottery was instituted in 1985. Not even the Darko year, we'll talk about that. And even the Grant Hill year, number three in 1994, that was not moving up as well. So we're going to dive deep into this. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. But today, a big night in NBA basketball, jockeying for the eight and nine seeds in the Western Conference, followed up by the play-in tournament. A couple of games coming up this weekend. Playoffs getting started very soon as well. The East is all set as far as the playoff matchups. You've got the Bucks and Magic in the 1-8 matchup. you got the Heat and the Pacers. you got the Raptors and the Nets. And also the Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. Still some jockeying that could be done out West. And anxious to see how that all shakes out. We'll talk about the, the playoffs a little bit on uh, Friday's show as we'll kind of chop it up to uh, end it with a little Fridays with Brian. So more Brian coming tomorrow and uh, excited to talk some more NBA basketball. I, if you're like me, you've enjoyed having it on the TV. Even during the day, I know they started at 4 o'clock today, so a little bit later than usual. But still, a joy to have the NBA basketball back in our lives. And I'm excited for the playoffs and excited to see how the Pistons fare in the lottery, and like I said, a big deep dive coming up next about the Pistons and the NBA history, 35 years of the draft lottery, who gets screwed, who has a good result, and what are some of the more interesting numbers that are out there. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But hey, 
Got to tell you guys about rockauto.com, one of our favorite sponsors. If you haven't checked out the website yet, you need to, not only just as a personal favor for me and, of course, the great Lockdown Podcast Network, but you're going to find something you need. I'm telling you, rockauto.com is a family business, the kind of ones that we should be supporting if possible. They've been serving you auto parts customers for 20 years online. Go to rockauto.com. They're the original ones, the OGs of the e-commerce rock auto uh, auto parts world. They've got auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, everything you could ever need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your ride. I promise you you're going to find something for your whip. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available from your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices. Rockauto.com, always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yes, sir! All right, now I've been checking social media. Everyone's excited. The draft lottery is one week from today as we're sitting here on Thursday, August 20th. It's coming up, and everyone's got a little woe is me about themselves, about the Pistons looking at the lottery, and there is reason for that. The Pistons have never moved up in the draft lottery. The draft lottery has been part of the NBA draft process since 1985, And like I said, the Pistons have never moved up with their own pick in the draft. So it got me to thinking, and I figured this would be a perfect way to launch kind of our semi-regular or or what kind of regular segment we might do here. So we called on correspondent, contributor, brother Brian to help us out. Brian, thanks for uh, digging in for us today. I'm ready to dive deeply into some draft lottery. I've never known so much about a draft lottery as as I've learned over the last couple of days. Yeah, really exciting stuff, and I know that we're probably alienating maybe like 60 or 70% of the listeners because this might get a little into the weeds, but that's what we do sometimes here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. So we unleashed Brother Brian. He's got spreadsheets going, uh, and, I t- and I asked him, I said, the Pistons have never moved up in the lottery, but we know that since 1985 this team has had a lot of success too, so they're not in the lottery every year. And uh, and I look around. I was talking to some other hosts from the Lockdown Network today, recording a segment that we're going to play next week for you guys about the, another mock draft coming up. And they had their own sob stories. Charlotte, Minnesota, we never move up in the draft. We never move up in the draft. And I, as someone, Brian's like me, you've, you've moved around the country a little bit. You've interacted with friends and family that are f- fans of other teams around the country. Am I right in saying that every fan base kind of thinks that they're the ones getting screwed over by the refs or the umpires and then by the league? Or is this a Detroit phenomenon? Or what do you think about that? Oh, no, this is certainly not a Detroit phenomenon. We have our tales. We have Bill McCreary hating the Detroit Red Wings and that sort of thing. But there is some validity to some draft lottery specifics with the Pistons and actually the two colleagues you picked out in Minnesota and Charlotte. And we'll learn quickly here, shortly here, um, that they have uh, maybe a bigger bone to pick with how the lottery is shaken out uh, over their couple of, Uh, years in the league now very famously 1985 the draft lottery starts and Patrick Ewing of course there's the frozen envelope theories and and maybe we will get a little bit of tinfoil hat here going for these uh this discussion but so I I enlisted Brian if you didn't know check out uh go to Google and check out real GM 
It's a website that you're probably familiar with if you're a big basketball fan. But they've got not only you can find drafts on all sorts of places, but they've got the breakdown of draft lotteries and who had what percentage and who ended up getting one pick. So we unleashed Brian on this to try to find out if the Pistons are indeed the unluckiest team in the NBA. So And this is a lot of different directions you could take some of this research. So give us kind of the parameters that you were dealing with here to get started. Well, all right. Um, quickly off the top, just to kind of clear up some things that might be of some confusion to some of the listeners. Um, we started off with saying that all the teams that played in Charlotte, North Carolina will be considered the Charlotte franchise because of their move to New Orleans. Because it's fan uh, bases that are complaining, right? So we absolutely. Wanted to, yeah, we wanted to make sure that we were playing on a level playing field. Absolutely. So all teams that play in Charlotte are considered Charlotte. Those New Orleans Pelicans that originally moved from Charlotte um, will be considered New Orleans, along with the two years they had to play in Oklahoma City because of the devastation of Hurricane Katrina. Um, is Oklahoma, with Oklahoma City uh, being the Thunder, they'll be both the Thunder and the Seattle Supersonics who ended up moving there after uh, the Hornets went back to New Orleans. And then the Grizzlies will be considered both Vancouver and Memphis for the purpose of this exercise. You had mentioned the 1985 frozen envelope. Interestingly enough, your first fact is that is the only time the New York Knicks have ever moved up in the NBA draft. Okay, yeah, so it's not just the Pistons that are left out in the cold. But, yeah, interesting with, with some of those moves, like Kevin Durant is actually drafted by the Sonics, and a year later they moved to Oklahoma City, and Russell Westbrook actually picked as a member of the Seattle Supersonics, and they moved that off season. So it would make sense to keep Seattle and Oklahoma City together because Oklahoma City reaps the benefits of a couple of a lottery or a big lottery win for uh, Durant to go in 07, I believe, number two. So uh, so what we what we get here, uh, 35 years of lotteries going into yep. next week. Uh, so how did how, what did we come up with, and what are some of the, the big-time numbers out there? So, yes, like you mentioned, 35 total lotteries coming up. Number 36 will be next week. There's been some changes in some of the rules uh, and the amount of teams in there. They've gone anywhere from seven to 14, seven teams in the first three of them. Um, and today's iteration is 14. It's got the different rules, expansions, all that sort of thing. Um, all the drafts, except for one in 2016, have had movement. 2016 is the only draft lottery in history that can be completely chalked. There was no movement from the, slot, the, the slots previous to the draft. Um, on the flip side of that, some of the more volatile years, uh, outside of the first three, because like I said, the rules dictated in the first three, that the first through seven slots were all lotteries. They picked for seven, so those got really kind of volatile. But tossing those out for this specific part, um, 1993 was extremely volatile. Uh, we, in that draft, we had the Orlando Magic jumping up 10 spots, as well as the Sixers and the Warriors coming from outside of the top three to end up in the top three. So we had a lot of teams dropping a lot of slots there as well. And... In 2007, uh, there was also an extremely volatile draft that included the Portland Trailblazers jumping up six spots and also the Sonics and Hawks coming from outside of the top three to end up in the top three that year. And then the corresponding teams then all had to drop quite a few spots. And then last year's draft, interestingly, one of the craziest lotteries uh, ever. You had the Pelicans and Grizzlies both jumping up six spots the lakers also jumping up seven spots you had five teams dropping three spots which that has only happened 20 times 
in the history of the draft, and it happened five times last year. So that was a really crazy lottery last year. So does that mean that this year we'll see a little bit more chalk? Who knows? It probably doesn't you know, have anything to do with each other, but it's kind of fun to see some of these uh, patterns kind of emerging. Um, and that's a kind of a look at some of the macro drafts where we saw quite a bit of movement all over the place, and then including 2016 where there was zero movement. In 2015, right before that, there was only one swap with the fourth, the fourth team, the Lakers, and the Knicks basically switching spots being the only movement in there. So you had a couple years where there was very little movement. But enough of that macro look at the draft. We want to talk about individual teams. So getting into that, three times, and it happened both in the first two years of the lottery because of the different setup they had when they first started this process. Um, three teams had dropped four spots in the in total in those first two drafts. Um, that's obviously not possible anymore. The most you can drop is three. And that has happened 20 times, like I said. And again, five of them happened last year. Um, so like I said, last year was a really crazy lottery. So might set some expectations that something like that happens every year. And that's certainly not the case. Stuff like that happens every 12 or 15 years um, as uh, the patterns kind of show through the draft. Yeah, and, and I wanted to, to go back a little bit. Some of these volatile drafts you talk about, 1993, that's Chris Weber coming out of Michigan, ending up in Orlando and going to Golden State on draft night. 2007, that's Odin and Durant. And 2019, mm -hmm. of course, is Zion Williamson and John Morant. Those are some of the most influential drafts over the past you know few decades. And, of course, some Pistons fans might be listening to this thinking, wait, Matt said that the Pistons have never moved up in the draft. That can't be true because they ended up with the second pick and got Darko Milicic in 2003. I'll remind you that that was actually Memphis's pick. They moved up in the draft from 6 to 2, and because the Pistons had the rights to their draft other than the top one protected, which would have been uh, obviously LeBron James in 2003. So Jerry West is sitting there on lottery night, and he's down to the final two, and he's either going to lose the pick in the best draft of all time or get possibly the best prospect in basketball history to come to the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, one of the more funniest moments ever, watching the logo, uh, just his eyes and face absolutely drop, and Pistons fans getting ready for an Eastern Conference Finals game against the New Jersey Nets and find out that they're going to get this generational talent from Serbia in the same night. Everyone in the NBA agrees that he's the guy to pick, and of course that ends up being possibly the worst draft pick in sports history. Hey, start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boudou and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Now let's talk, so, so we know that they've never moved up in the draft, but we also know that they're not in the lottery as much as some of these other maybe woebegone franchises out there. Let's talk about some of these, these teams that are in there all the time. Uh, what are those dregs doing, and, uh, and have they had a lot of success, those teams that are you know, perpetually tanking, so to speak? Jeez, well, you do not want to be on this list. There have been six teams that have been in the lottery 20 or more times. That's 20 or more times out of 35. And one of these teams hasn't even been in the league for the entire time of the lottery. You have Charlotte and Washington have, 20, have been in 20, Golden State with 21, the Timberwolves, are uh, at 22, haven't been in all 35, so they're actually the highest at 71% of their seasons have ended up in the draft lottery. Uh, the Clippers are at 23, and coming in the most times in the draft lottery in NBA history, 
with 24 appearances, or 69% of the time, noise, of the, it's Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. They have been in the, the draft lottery the most times of anybody. On the flip side of that, you have some of the successful teams, like you had mentioned with the Pistons, not having been in there as much as some of the other teams. Here are the five teams that have been in the draft lottery less than 10 times, and all of these teams have been in the league the entire time of the lottery. The Lakers, the Rockets, and the Jazz have been in eight times, and the Trailblazers with seven. And the number one team, or the, the team that's been in there the least, and this is the thing that just jumped out at me when I was looking at this, the Spurs have only been in the lottery in 35 years three times, and on top of that, in each of those three appearances, they moved up in every one. They got the top pick twice and the third pick in 1989. And they've only been in one lottery since 1990, and they've turned those three picks, obviously, into... David Robinson, Sean Elliott, and Tim Duncan, which was the last time they were in the lottery, which was 1997. So a little bit of karma there, right? If you don't depend on the lottery, you get rewarded for being in the lottery. So maybe the basketball gods have been have been shining and smiling a little bit on the San Antonio Spurs. Let's reiterate these teams again. What list would you rather be on? Charlotte, Washington, and I know Golden State's a little bit of an outlier there with their recent success, but the Timberwolves, the Clippers, who only recently have become anything other than a joke, and the Sacramento Kings as opposed to the Rockets, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Trailblazers and the Spurs. I mean, obviously you want to be on that better list. That's kind of like, and I know that I'm a little old school. I'm a little bit anti-tanking for the most part, but like, let's take a look at those two franchises that have bounced out of the loser ranks to become a winning franchise. Golden State, right? Uh, Draymond Green, second round pick. Clay Thompson picked about a 10 or 11, something like that. Steph Curry, late single digits. I think he was uh, six or seven. So these are not, you know, number one picks. And I know, of course, there's uh, there's number one picks that have been very successful and you want to win the lottery and all that stuff. But it's not the only path to get out of that basement. And then you look at Rockets, Lakers, Jazz, Trailblazers. Of course, teams like Lakers are going to sign free agents. Of course, Daryl Morey is going to try to get as many stars as possible in Houston. But solid drafting at the bottom of the draft you know, going all out, trying to win as many games as possible. I don't know. I mean, and I know that's uh, it's kind of a perpetual debate as far as some of these things, but let's get into some of these teams that have been pretty lucky. Who's been, who's been moving up in the draft? Well, um, interestingly enough, we'd mentioned them earlier because they've been in so much with the Clippers um, along with the 76ers. They've each been able to move up seven times in the, in the lotteries that they've been in um, that coupled with, Teams that never have moved up in the draft, there's quite a few. As you mentioned, the Pistons being one of those teams, I was surprised to see that in the entirety of the NBA draft lottery history, that the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Pistons, the Heat, the Jazz, the Wolves, and the Bucks have never moved up from where they were slotted before the lottery. So the Pistons being one of seven teams, franchises in the NBA that have never moved up, two of them being Miami and the T-Wolves that weren't around since 1985. So not exactly apples and apples there, but still, you know, and it's a fact the Pistons have not had luck on lottery night, but they are not alone in this thing. So uh, I guess we can't uh, hang our heads too long about this uh, day in and day out. No, you can't. And when we're looking at like the teams in, in, in situations where there was a lot of value that was picked up 
uh, on lottery night, I keep wanting to say draft night, but on lottery night, when you pick up a lot of value, um, like the Sixers and the Clippers have, you know, several times. Uh, one thing I did try to go into and find out that when teams are moving up a lot, you obviously think that these are better teams or in better situations more likely so that maybe they'd be able to coddle some of these rookies and bring them into better situations and you'd see some more success. And it hasn't played out that way. Uh, 20 times in the history of the draft lottery, a team has jumped up five, five or more spots. Uh, again, we mentioned that three of them had happened last year. But what you're going to notice about some of the names of some of these teams that jumped up like that, they're not exactly a murderer's row of Hall of Famers. That means the, t- the people that these teams that have moved up five or more spots ended up picking are names like Kenyon Martin, Baron Davis, Andrew Wiggins, Rick Smiths, uh, Tyson Chandler, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Andrew Bogut, uh, Armin Gilliam, Greg Oden. You know, so not exactly a who's who. Now, there are success stories in this list. We've got Derrick Rose, John Morant, Zion Williamson, Gary Payton, Chris Webber, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, to name a few. But there really wasn't any correlation for watching some of the teams that have made some of the bigger jumps in years and some of the success from some of those players. I was actually kind of interested to see some of these players getting into better situations if it turned out that they maybe had some better careers. But even at that point, it's kind of a coin flip as to the amount or lack of amount of success that some of these players have had in the league. Right. That's kind of the, the Darko narrative back in the day, right? That he would be able to just kind of uh, ease his way into minutes at some point in these first couple years with the Pistons. But instead, he gets no minutes as a rookie. He breaks his hand in the clinching championship game in 2004, which messes up his first offseason. He kind of goes AWOL, you know, for the most part during his career, isn't focused, isn't professional. And uh, next thing you know, uh, you're a few years in and he's not developing at all. So it's almost like maybe you hand the keys to these rookies on bad teams and it might work out just as well as being in a quote-unquote uh, professional winning team right away. So we have the evidence here in Detroit to kind of back up those claims. But uh, so so what else we got? I mean, uh, are, you know, uh, is there a team out there that, that's moved up the most over these last few years kind of uh, counting numbers? Well, the Vancouver slash Memphis Grizzlies, um, they're notable because out of 15 times that they've been in the lottery, they've uh, only ended up where they originally slotted two times. Now, they've dropped eight times and only jumped up five times, but they very rarely stay where they're originally slotted. And that's kind of interesting because as we come into the lottery next week, they're they're included in, in the teams that may. I mean, there's still some jockeying for, for that 8-9 seed in the play-in and getting into the playoffs in the West that they're a part of, and San Antonio as well. So there's a couple of narratives going into uh, next Thursday that will be interesting to see if some of these patterns hold because, like I said, the Grizzlies, uh, they don't seem to like to stay where they're at, and the, and the Spurs, every time they're in the lottery, they end up in the top three. Um, but – Let's get around to our Detroit Pistons. Yeah, it's, it's why the listeners are here, right? Yeah, so, well, I guess if you're karma, then you, you got to make sure that maybe you're rooting for at least San Antonio or Memphis to get into the playoffs so they avoid that situation of making one of these big yeah. jumps over the Pistons. But, yeah, let's talk about those Detroit Pistons. We mentioned Darko. We mentioned Grant Hill. 
But what is the numbers? What's the, uh, the, the situation there over these last 35 years? Well, the Pistons in the 35 years have found themselves in the lottery 13 times. Pretty good. Pretty the good. Total, yeah, yeah, pretty good. I mean, you, they're closer to the list you want to be on that we mentioned earlier than the list that, of that 20 and above times. Um, they have a, a total pick value gained or lost being at negative five. Uh, that's not good. Obviously, you'd want to be on the positive side of those things, but they've never had a big drop. They've, they've only ever lost one slot in each of uh, 2014, 2013, and 11, and then you got to go back to 93 and 94 with the Allen Houston and Grant Hill picks, the other times that they actually fell in the draft and got those players. Um, the other eight times that they've been in the lottery, they ended up staying with, where they had originally been slotted, um, which for the Pistons right now, they're actually in a pretty decent spot because, like I said, with these numbers that we're looking at, they're due to have a jump just by the numbers. And right now, they're slotted at number five. Um, any further back, like I said earlier, a team's only jumped five or more times, 20 times, in the or five or more slots, 20 times in the history of the lottery. If you add in that fourth, that uh, jumping up four slots which the Pistons would have to do to get up to that number one if that's what we so desire that's happened another 10 times so you can add uh the total times that uh the the, the league has seen a jump that the Pistons would need to get up to number one has been 30 times in the history of the draft so there is a team roughly you know just slightly less than once every year that makes that four five six ten pick jump which has happened twice that's the biggest jump uh, with the Orlando and the Hornet. So there's a, I wouldn't say good chance that we'll see the Pistons jump up from five to one, but again, they're due. And the metrics say that about once a year, there is a team in the lottery that's going to jump up, you know, that four or five slots. So is that the Pistons this year? We're going to find out next Thursday. But again, the numbers say they're due. Uh, there are a couple teams that are due. But the Pistons are certainly on that list, and hopefully we'll see next Thursday that that comes to fruition. Pistons have a 42.1% chance of getting a top-four pick and a 10.5% chance of getting number one overall. The NBA smoothed over the top three so that Golden State, Cleveland, and Memphis have the identical chances. They've made this all friendlier for teams on the bottom and the middle of this list, and like Brian brought up uh, Memphis and New Orleans making some big jumps last year and getting some big time players for them. Now there's no Zion, there's no John Morant in this year's draft. And if I had my way and you said, Hey Matt, you, you, as a Pistons fan, you can get luck this year or next year. I would rather take next year and, uh, and go for the Cade coming Cunningham or Jalen green sweepstakes, but we'll see how it all shakes down. So what's the conclusion, Brian? I mean, I, uh, are the, do, do Pistons fans, do you think we have – I know there's a couple different metrics, a couple different ways of looking at it. They're in the list of, like you said, seven teams, including the two more newer expansion teams that have a gripe for never moving up in the in the draft lottery. But then you talked about some of the, the plus minuses in there, some teams that have maybe moved down more often or uh, some teams that have had supreme luck that have moved up uh, there as well. Would you say it's fair for Pistons fans to sit there and say, we're getting screwed – uh, the NBA is out to get us. There's something. There's something going on here, or is it pretty much uh, kind of consistent with around the league, the average type of teams? Well, what's kind of interesting, actually, is when you average out the amount of slots that 
teams generally move up or actually totally have moved up or down in the history of the draft and the amount of times they actually have shown up in the lottery. It's, it's actually pretty interesting that every team falls between one and a half and zero, basically. The, the Spurs are basically the only outlier. It, it, they pick up about two picks per lottery they're in, but they've only been in three, so it's a small sample size. But every team pretty much is in that lose – the lose an average of a pick to gain an average of a pick. So it's pretty even. And from the fact to get excited to say we're due, you're a blackjack player, right? Sure. One hand doesn't have any bearing on the next hand, right? That's exactly right. Exactly right. So um, to send out the energy that you think we're due and we're hoping and we're lucky, but at the end of the day, those ping pong balls are going to jump and hop out at the way that they're going to jump and hop out, and it doesn't matter what happened last year, next year, 1985, it's, it's, it's a lottery. Yeah, and, and to, to kind of add to that, I'm kind of a hedge your bet kind of guy. So in my mind, the more important thing for Pistons fans is that uh, it's like sometimes when I'm sports betting and like my team's got a big game, I'll actually bet against them because then it's like, well, you know, uh, my team might have lost. I'm pretty bummed out about it, but I made a hundred bucks out of the deal. So you know, it, it kind of hedges your bets. So in that way, I'll tell you this: Pistons fans, we're all excited, and hopefully, you get in the top three. Maybe you're a big Lamelo Ball guy or Anthony Edwards or something like that. But more important for the Pistons that they don't fall down multiple spots. They can go all the way down to number nine from five. So that would be a worst case scenario if they stay around five, maybe even move down to six. I'm telling you, the the difference in these prospects from one to seven or so, not that much different. And if you're paying a guy at number six, that helps your cap a little bit. The slot value is a little bit lower. So I'm just saying, don't freak out when the Pistons turn up and move down a spot or maybe get up to four because they can get anywhere from one through nine. Thanks to Brother Brian for the deep dive there. Really appreciate it. That'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Pistons podcast. This is your host, Matt Shook, saying... Go ahead and tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. That'll do it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.